You may be seated this morning as you are. I want to just express my thanks and gratitude to the worship team this morning. Uh, given the circumstances that we've been in in the days and weeks leading up to uh, this moment, we did not really have, uh, I think we were only able to have one practice. And so I just, I want to thank them for uh, using their gifts and talents to worship the Lord this morning and to usher us into God's presence. Amen. Now, the days and weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas are often referred to as the season of giving. Now, that's not that generosity can't or shouldn't be expressed outside of that time frame, all right? So let's make that clear this morning. In fact, uh, goodness, kindness, generosity, benevolence, love should be a year-round fruit, if you will, that is to be produced within the life of a Christ follower this morning. But this week, what we will see is an extra effort focused and directed to uh, generosity, to the element of providing for others or giving uh, gifts, purchasing them, wrapping them, and, and so on and so forth. How many have ever had that person in your life uh, who believes that they have found you the absolute most perfect gift for you? And they let you know, and they, they begin to build the expectation. They begin to tell you how perfect this gift was, and they can't wait to give it to you, right? And so what happens is not only is the giver getting excited, but the receiver is getting excited, right? That creates an element of expectation and excitement for us. And how many knows that sometimes that buildup is a letdown? <laughs> You open it up and they can't wait for you to open it up and you open it up and it's like green socks. They're like, yeah, green socks. And you're like, thank you for these green socks. And like, no, look, the triangles, the triangles on the green socks. Don't you remember that time with the green socks? And, the, and you don't remember? And so it means so much more. I'm sorry if you got green socks with triangles on them, all right? But then there are times when the excitement and the expectation were absolutely 100% spot on. The gift was amazing. And in truth, you still tell people about that Christmas and or that Christmas gift to this very day. You see, it becomes the gift still talked about. The gift still talked about. Long, long ago in a galaxy not yet created, God speaks into chaotic nothingness, bringing all of creation into existence and into order. He creates mankind in his image, breathes life into us, making us a living soul. He provides the perfect paradise for mankind to live in and to thrive in. But then we know that mankind is tempted by the enemy and we fall into sin. But at that very moment, God provides for them in their now. But he has also been planning this. And so he has the perfect gift planned to set everything back in proper order. How many are thankful that God is a good gift giver? Amen. If we skip forward to Isaiah, we can clearly see one of God's statements announcing and building up the anticipation of this perfect gift that is to come. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 this morning says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We know that throughout history, 
God continued to announce and build up this anticipation of this wonderful gift that would come and would impact, redeem, and restore and change the world forever. And what happened is as time went on, those announcements led to personal, intimate encounters and or descriptions, if you will. And so that is where I want to begin to focus this morning. Because in Luke chapter 1, we find the angel Gabriel with a mission. He's there to visit Mary and he's there to let her know that God has chosen to bring this gift to life through her. He says in Luke chapter 1 verse 31... Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Amen. If we go into Matthew chapter 1, we see that the angel of the Lord also speaks to Joseph as well through a dream, reassuring Joseph, number one, of Mary's fidelity, which was very kind of God to do. I appreciate him doing that for Joseph, all right? But in that process, he also reminded Joseph what God had already spoken about this coming gift. And he says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And how many are thankful today that he became God with us? This gift was always meant to be personal. How many, when you pick out a gift, that gift is meant to be what? Personal, right? This gift of Jesus Christ was always meant to be personal. It was always meant to be intimate, to be uh, eternally experiential. You see, he was the word made flesh, the life and the light of men. He was Emmanuel, God with us. You see, then there was that priceless moment when the fullness of time had come. (laughs) And the gift was made manifest in the flesh for all of humanity to receive so that we could find salvation, redemption, hope, peace, joy, and so much more this morning. I want us to go to Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. It says, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor over Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn. How many are thankful that one day that gift showed up? You see, the fruition and presentation of this exuberant gift of love effectuated, it generated, it induced voluntary, intentional, deliberate response from those who had, number one, been anticipating its coming And also for those who are now choosing to receive the fact that this incredible gift was now here. 
The angels couldn't contain the message of the gift's arrival, nor could they contain their praise. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In other words, he is the gift you have been waiting for. Verse 13 says, And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You see, they couldn't hold back the message. They couldn't hold back their praise, giving glory to God. The angel's message and response, of course, we know immediately impacted the shepherds who were there watching their sheep in, in, uh, in the field that night. And as they delivered it to them, it caused them in that moment to be so stirred within their hearts and within their lives that they began to run to Bethlehem to find this long-awaited gift. When we read in Luke chapter 2 and verse 16, it says, And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. You see this morning, the anticipation of this gift and the signs pointing to its arrival had been the driving force, if you will, behind uh, not just the angel's praise and, and, the, uh, and the shepherd's story. It also became the driving force behind the wise man's journey. And for quite some time, uh, no doubt, as they were gaining every inch and every mile towards uh, where that star was leading them, they could not wait for the encounter that they were going to experience with the prophesied Messiah. And they were waiting for that moment when they could just simply bow down and worship him. If we look at Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10, it says that the wise men, it says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw uh, the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down, and they worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We see a little further if we look in Luke chapter 2, a righteous and devout man by the name of Gideon, or not Gideon, Simeon. Gideon was the Old Testament. It's okay to laugh this morning. We see that he was waiting, he was expecting this imminent appearing of this gift, if you will. And as Joseph and Mary brought Jesus into the temple that day according to their customs, what Simeon found was the, that promised gift, and he was led there by the Holy Spirit, the word tells us, to, to, uh, to see this gift, if you will. And upon seeing him, Simeon takes him in his arms, and he begins to praise God, saying, Lord and Master, I am your loving servant, and now I can die content, for your promise to me has been fulfilled. With my own eyes I have seen your word, the Savior you sent into the world. He will be glory for your people Israel, and the revelation light for all people everywhere. How many know sometimes when you watch somebody get a really good gift, it's hard not to be jealous? Anybody ever seen somebody else get a really good gift and your gift wasn't in your mind as good as their gift was? Well, that's coveting. Don't do it. It breaks one of the big 10, okay? <laughs> We've all been there, but how amazing is it 
that God gave the greatest gift and he gave it for all of humanity this morning. Amen. That means that you and I get to share in this amazing gift. Without question, without doubt, without hesitation, Jesus was, is, and will forever be the greatest gift that has ever been given. He is our redeeming Savior this morning. He is our Prince of Peace. He is our joy, our everlasting hope today. He is the source and the center of our very faith today. Amen. You see, Jesus is the greatest gift, and he is the gift still talked about. 2,000 plus years, and nobody has managed to give a gift that can outshine the gift that was Jesus Christ. Amen? He will always be the gift still talked about. This morning, as we reverently and graciously remember this gift of love lavished upon us by our Heavenly Father, I believe that we must consider at least two things this morning, church. Number one, will we receive this gift? It's one thing to know about a gift, but it's another to receive it and not receive it and and sit it on the shelf. Because how many knows that in some of your Christmas exchanges this year, all you did was give away that gift that somebody gave you that you never unwrapped. And you were just as surprised as they were when they unwrapped it. (laughs) You see, it's not just about receiving it. It's about taking it. It's about opening it up, digging in and exploring the fullness and the richness of that gift. Number two, how will we respond to this gift? How will we respond to this gift? Will we receive him as that wonderful counselor, that mighty God, that everlasting father? Will we receive him as the prince of peace, the son of the most high? Will we receive him this morning as Emmanuel, God with us, our risen savior now? Is that how we will receive him? Will we respond to him like the angels did by declaring his glory and that he is good, uh, he is the good and the best news for all people? Or like the shepherds who couldn't walk, but, but they, they ran into his presence and they could not help but make known his arrival to everyone that they came in contact with? Or will we respond this morning like the wise men who simply just fell down on their face in worship? And as they worshiped him, they just began to give gifts and presented back things to him to honor him this morning. Or maybe we'll be like Simeon, who with full hope simply embraced the promise, embraced the gift as God gave it, and he began to praise God for that revelation light that was for all people. How will we receive him this morning? How will we respond to him? If you would, I want you to stand with me this morning. This year has been different. (laughs) It has been challenging, but God has still been good. And the gift that is Jesus Christ is still the greatest gift that could ever be given. And because of what we have been given in him, how many knows everything's okay? And we're still blessed. And we have a blessed now, and we have... An even brighter and more blessed future to look forward to. Amen. (sighs) This morning, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the greatest gift ever given. If he is the gift that you still talk about. Make sure that your response is appropriate to the measure of the gift that has been given to you. 
How many knows we can't just think about this gift during this season of the year? How many knows that God gave us this gift and it's to be thought about, considered, it's to be used all year round? It can't be just in these moments that we slow ourselves to the recognition of his coming, of his, of his birth, of his arrival. These are things that must be considered in our daily life so that we don't lose perspective of the richness and the wealth of that gift that God has given us. God loved us so much that he gave us his absolute very best. That best came, manifested itself in the flesh. And Jesus loved the Father so much that he gave us his best. So this morning, let us not fall short in that chain or in that process. Let's make sure that we are always responding to him with our best. Because he is the gift still talked about. So let's treat him like the gift still talked about. Father, I thank you this morning.